Husky will leave you with a good night and a go blue. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. The sports department would like to thank you for your continued support of the University of Michigan Student Radio. Moss knocked over Tambellini, winds up and he scores! Just Tambellini lets a laser go from the near side circle, and the Wolverines take a 1-0 lead off the rocket, off the stick of Jeff Tambellini. This is war to extermination. Fight cell by cell through bodies and mind screens of the earth. Souls rotten from the orgasm drug. Flesh shuddering from the ovens. Prisoners of the earth come out. Storm the studio. Burnt metal smell of interplanetary war in the raw noon streets, swept by screaming glass blizzards of enemy flak. Shift linguals, free doorways, cut word lines, photo falling, word falling, breakthrough in gray room, towers, open fire. Citizen, you are listening to WCBN-FM in Ann Arbor. Guilt, blast, pound, stab, strap, kill. Pilot K-9, you are cut off. Back. Return to base immediately. Ride music beam back to base. Stay out of that time, Flack. All pilots, ride panpipes back to base. Every experience is a learning experience, including LSD. There's no such thing as a flashback, Danny. You need to get a job so that you can curb this free-form anxiety of yours. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's Freeform! 88.3 Anya Tosta! that card before but anyway welcome to another edition of gray matters the weekly news and media talk show my name is dick whaley and i'm jim dwyer first uh sort of dose of real winter over the weekend but uh, we're gonna get a little respite this week back into the 40s hmm. well and of course just uh, a little over a week until the solstice the winter solstice at which point uh the days will believe it or not begin to grow a little longer each day instead yeah. of 
Shorter and darker as they are now. Enjoy that sunshine in the afternoon tomorrow because uh, there might not be a lot of it for the next couple of months. Eh, you know, we usually have eight solid weeks here. Then the worst is over. And, of course, by that point, we'll probably know who the Republican nominee is. <laughs> kind of fascinating last week to watch the uh, growing schisms in the Republican Party that are obviously developing into uh, flesh wounds. Indeed. <laughs> Even at Fox News itself, there appears to be some dissension. Yeah, and Herman Cain may be appearing on Fox News <laughs> soon as a talk show host. Um, Newt, of course, is uh, the man of the hour, but uh, boy, he had a, I thought, a kind of a bad week. Well, he's on the cover of all the magazines, and really, probably, uh, realistically speaking, there's nowhere to go but down for Newt yeah. at this point. I think it's highly unlikely that he will emerge one, two, three uh, elections uh, down the line here as the top contender. Yeah, it's it's curious because uh, it appears the big I think the big question about Iowa is is there going to be a quote surprise is one of the lesser candidates not one of the top 3 candidates that I would argue at this point are Paul Romney and Newt Michelle Bachman uh, coming up with Newt Romney during the uh, latest debate and of course Newt uh Taking a little flack uh, nationwide in the media for proposing that uh, nine-year-olds uh, work as janitors. I don't know if Newt actually knows what the job of a school janitor is, but uh, they actually have to operate some kind of heavy equipment, and there are solvents involved. Well, most public school janitors are uh, pretty much what you call 89-day wonders. There's very little commitment on the or in money in the budgets uh, for such luxuries as janitors. In fact, many local schools are run with real skeleton crews. Um, however, the suggestion that children should be utilized to fulfill those functions when there are grown adults in need of jobs is uh, putting the whole child labor aspect of it aside, uh, insensitive and ludicrous. Sprinkle in a little dose of child labor, and uh, <clears throat> we have a really disturbing tendency in uh, Newt's outlook. Well, the thing, too, is that he, he used the... Uh, it's interesting because the cover story of the latest Nation magazine has this uh, appearance at Harvard where, um, as they put it, blaming the core policies of protecting unionization and bureaucratization for crippling children, Newt told a Harvard audience, it's tragic what we do to the poorest neighborhoods and trapping children in... First of all, child laws, which are truly stupid. Okay. Uh, have you ever read any Charles Dickens? <laughs> uh, we, we created child laws because of the uh, brutalization of children. And, and the, the, by the way, globally, children work in all sorts of uh, dangerous jobs Indeed. all over the globe, uh, doing all sorts of quote-unquote jobs. Sure, lots of those factory jobs in China are, uh, you know, run by miners. You know, and they they go into children. That is, they go into mines. Yeah, um, and that too. Right? <laughs> and uh, the the in just the complete lack of recognition about the you know it, it's 
fashionable, of course, for the Republican Party to blast unions. That's a theme that's uh, been all too And apparent. public schools. And public schools. These are two convenient whipping boys in which the Republican Party doesn't want to acknowledge its, its legacy of the last 30 years uh, regarding tax policy and uh, war policy. And it, it, it's just so reminiscent of Newt's logoria, his inability. You know, here he, uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, claimed that the Palestinians were an invented people. Had to backtrack on that. Um, he's just, uh, well, he's a minefield. Yeah, although actually before backtracking, he sort of... Uh re-solidified his commitment to that uh, observation that the Palestinians were, quote, uninvented people. Just parenthetically, while it's true that there wasn't a Palestinian problem until the creation of the state of Israel, um, if we're going to talk about invented peoples, Newt, what's an Israeli? That's an invented nation, uh, post-colonial creation, if you look at the passport of an Israeli citizen, it doesn't say Israeli. It says Jew or Arab. So really, in essence, there is no such thing as an Israeli. That sounds like an invented uh, invented nomenclature to me. Yes. It's a historical name, obviously. There is some uh, logic to the designation of that name for this particular sovereign state. But uh, an invented people, uh, the facts are on the ground, the refugee camps... Uh, still standing. Check them out, Newt. Well, and <laughs> nothing it, invented about the Palestinians. Interestingly, Golda Meir called herself a Palestinian at one point. Indeed. Uh, in reference to the issue of the 67 uh, land uh, that was acquired in the 67 war that, uh, of course, is still under dispute. And uh, it's a, there's, she sought to adhere to a legitimacy of a of an antecedent to an Israeli claim that uh, having been part of the sort of post-British colonial presence there, even before the state of Israel, there were Jews there, and she claimed, you know, connection with that. So that's her use of Palestinian. So it's obviously a contested uh, name, uh, but uh, I suspect that Newt's just trying to uh, butter some bread there and appeal to uh, the Likud Kool-Aid makers. Uh, yeah, and they're at the heart of the problem because over the years, the Labor Party, in fact, after the 67 war, were uh, quite, I mean, the documents are indisputable on this. They all recognized that this uh, territory would have to be given back at a certain point. And that, of course, changed uh, in the late 70s when Menachem Begin took over as the sort of the first leader of Likud, uh, in which he claimed these quote-unquote biblical rights to mm-hmm. uh, retain these lands in the West Bank. Judea and Samaria, as he put it. Um, and this is at the heart of the problem. And, of course, Newt uh, was addressing, I don't know if he was specifically addressing the uh, Jewish Republican lobby at the time, but uh, there was an appearance last week involving the Jewish uh, Republican lobby in Washington. And, of course, he buttered their bread by declaring that his first executive order within Two hours of being inaugurated would be to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, which is also in conflict with uh, policy uh, that previous uh, administrations have um, adhered to, uh, at least rhetorically. So, 
uh, Newt Gingrich won't go away, and uh, I think we'll henceforth call him Big Fig, and uh, we'll get to Big Fig in the in the future. Chewy, chewy, rich and gooey. Yeah. And as far as Romney, quote unquote, struggling. <clears throat> this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And the media's emphasis uh, is on the latest gaffe, the latest poll, uh, the Iowa primary. There's still a couple weeks to go before the voting in Iowa, right? Mm -hmm. So there's lots of time here. <clears throat> um, the Republicans probably, I, not that I would ever want to give advice to them, but uh, to quote Lisa Simpson, I don't usually give advice to Republicans, but uh, they have to settle on the candidate who has the greatest capacity to beat Obama. Yeah. And that's probably Romney. Well, it certainly is. It's most, certainly not Newt. In most of the generic polls that have been conducted by the, the mainstream media, Romney does better against Obama than Newt. Romney's problem is, is Romney himself Indeed. as well. He's yeah. got his own awkwardness, his own... I think that one of the problems that Romney has is he's just not a natural politician. He's a sort of a... a little stiff. It, it, it's almost like Al Gore's uh, situation. I think Al Gore understood the policy issues uh, probably better than Romney, but I think that there's something about Romney temperamentally that doesn't work for him that well. Um, you know, the $10,000 bet, that was that was actually amusing. Um Perry didn't take him up on that, by the way. But I noticed that John Huntsman, who was excluded from the last debate because he wasn't polling well enough, apparently is willing to take him up on that bet. Why 10,000, I wondered? Why not the more sort of blue-collar, six-pack, Joe six-pack, you know, I'll bet you 20 bucks. I'll bet you a six-pack. bet you a six-pack. Of course, Romney probably doesn't drink beer. Um, no, actually, he doesn't. He's a Mormon. And that's one of the, his fundamental problems within the Republican Party, which, of course, is fascinating because uh, religious bigotry um, is part of one of the main constituencies Indeed. of the Republican Party, which I have kind of... I mean, Morgan, Mormons are, are Christians, so it should theoretically not be a problem for... for that wing of the Republican Party, but indeed it is. It is, because what's interesting is Romney, uh, when he ran four years ago, there were a third of Republican voters identified uh, who would not vote for a Mormon. Now it's one in five, but that's still a significant problem. And of course, you know, Romney's other problem is that he's been caricatured as a flip-flopper. For what, for what that's worth, obviously Romney's... Uh, Previous positions uh, on some issues have uh, changed, uh, not evolved, as Obama would say. But it's fascinating to compare this sort of country club uh, wing of the Republican Party versus the Christian evangelicals versus the libertarians mm -hmm. that Ron Paul is sort of uh, tapping into, and almost sort of Robert Taft um, brand of, of sort of Midwestern Republican thinking regarding budget deficits and neo-isolationism, mm -hmm. so to speak. And then my final one is sort of the know-nothings, which are the Tea Party people who, uh, as I'm reading some more books about the uh, the founding fathers, it's quite fascinating to read um, how the founding fathers uh, would not recognize any of these Republicans. They were not uh, dogmatic on taxes, 
Uh, they actually believed in, quote, corporate responsibility, this this uh, mercantilist theory. So did Adam Smith, by yeah, the way. who was the originator Indeed. of mercantilism. There was a big theory about internal improvements, b- spending money on roads and canals to uh, enhance uh, trade, uh, for instance, for the uh, so-called Western provinces, as well as the manufacturing small manufacturers that were growing uh, in the uh, col- uh, colonial uh, states at the time. And uh, it's it's rather remarkable how um, they've got all of this revolutionary history wrong, pretty much. <laughs> Never mind the Cold War and, you know, the culture wars of the 60s and everything else. It's remarkable. It's, it's a costume party uh, for them, really. I mean, they uh, Sarah Palin's famous uh, ride of Paul Revere pretty yeah. much demonstrates their grasp on the actual historical facts and the significance thereof. Um, it's a costume ball. It's the trappings of uh, American independence. And so they, they act like they're making a video for, for some song rather than establishing a legitimate and lucid approach to America's contemporary crises. And, of course, it, it comes down to, you know, current uh, problems with passing uh, basic budget issues, you know, Let's give out the House Republicans a brain damage award for trying to link the Keystone pipeline to the debate about the payroll tax cut. The, these issues are separate. They have nothing to do with one another. Um, and yet they're uh, now on the record. Uh, this is just a fact. Uh, twice last week, uh, more than twice, I believe, Senate Republicans have prevented a vote on the payroll tax cut. Their position on paper now is they're opposed to cutting taxes. What will Grover Norquist do <laughs> if this doesn't? <laughs> so it, it, I mean, you know, soil himself. It's uh, it's it's rather remarkable, and uh, well, it seems pretty explicitly clear too that they are interested in shutting down this attempt to uh, renew the payroll tax uh, cut. Um, because they're afraid it will be good for the economy. Yes. Because that will bode well for Obama. So uh, they're cutting off America's nose despite its face. Uh, it's such a shameful display of anti-American behavior for uh, partisan political uh, gain. I've never seen. Yeah. It, it's astonishing. It's astonishing. And, and the founding fathers would be turning over in their grave. Um, we had blocking votes, for instance, on uh, Dr. Berwick to, to head, uh, you know, mm. to reform Medicare, which is uh, certainly one of the largest budget items. Um, the Consumer Protection, Protection Agency can't get a hearing. I mean, this is an attorney general of the state of Ohio can't even get a hearing we're not we, we want a committee to run the consumer protection agency and of course amidst all of this uh nonsense you, you get another palpable example of a, a multinational uh um corporation mf global which is interestingly by the way affected uh michigan farmers they apparently have some investments that they're are not going to be made whole apparently um you know, what's-his-name uh, uh, appeared last week uh, to declare, I don't know where the $1.2 billion are. I mean, it's just great because, you know, he, of course, uh, appeared at MF Global late in the game. Uh, we're talking here about uh, 
uh, the former Democratic senator and governor of New Jersey, uh, Mr. Corzine. Um, the Republicans think they have, okay, he's a Democrat, we can, we can uh, take advantage of this, but once again, it, the, the details turn out that it's lack of enforcement of regulations. It's the inherent um, untrusting, I mean, this is an example of why you need a consumer protection agency. Indeed. The small print, the fine print, uh, these credit card uh, agreements that amount to what, 40 pages of fine print that they want uh, to protect. They want to protect the uh, money changers and the uh, unscrupulous uh, capitalist uh, uh, operators in our society. And it's it's remarkable stuff. The question is, uh, is anybody going to ask them what happened to the $13 trillion? Where did all that money go since Ronald Reagan uh, um created this tax-cutting crusade that they believe in so dearly. Um, fascinating, by the way, that one of the more interesting stories I heard this week was the 30th anniversary of the El Mazote massacre uh, and, and Reagan's denial that it happened by the people that perpetrated the crimes. And then his he goes on the offensive to the actual press conference from that era uh, he uh, justified, even if it did happen, we have a, quote, communist conspiracy going on in El Salvador involving the Cuban government. Um, remarkable stuff. And, I mean, he he blatantly lied to the American people in the world about these, uh, this massacre at El It El didn't Mazzate. happen, but if it did. Right. <laughs> and they interviewed Raymond Bonner, the uh, New York Times uh, reporter that... Talk to the people on the ground uh, to prove that it was uh, perpetrated by the Salvadorian military. Uh, the eventual excuse that the Reagan administration came up with was that these civilians were killed because they were caught in a crossfire of uh, fighting between the rebels and the uh, uh, Salvadorian military. No, uh, this was a massacre in it that was right out of World War II, in which mm -hmm. Germans would go into round up round villagers, up, round up the villagers, uh, claim everybody of being sympathizers, and just murder them. Yeah, plain and simple. Um, yet Ronald Reagan is foisted onto the public as this iconic figure uh, who could do no wrong and was so popular. It's amazing stuff. Well, the man was a moral vacuum, whatever his charismatic qualities may have been. Uh, he it wasn't even a church-going man, not that that is any uh, concern to me, but uh, he piously uh, made so many references to prayer. But uh, I suspect that that, too, was a lot of window dressing. I, I'd really yeah. wonder about the uh, religiosity of Reagan's personal outlook. Just more lip service. So... Uh more obstructionism, a, 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 just a, an overall very frustrating week. You know, we have a climate uh, uh, meeting in uh, Durban, South Africa, and what's the uh, deal that they made? They made a deal to make a deal in a decade. Well, in a decade, there's going to be another billion people on the planet, and uh, there will be more carbon dioxide uh, in the atmosphere. Um, it's... Uh, it's sad to watch the inaction, the lack of urgency about some of the real problems of the world. Yet, if you listen to the Republican debate, 
the real problems of America are that uh, Obama is a socialist, a radical, you know, gay marriage is a big issue, um, abortion, ah, it's, it's, it's very uh, frustrating. Indeed. Uh, as is this uh, story that uh, we've got some finger pointing here in the Deepwater Horizon trial scheduled to begin in New Orleans in next February. How long this will take to uh, unwind is anybody's guess. The Exxon Valdez trial, mm -hmm. the counter trial um, from an event that happened 20 years ago, uh, just sort of recently trickled to something like a close. Well, now it's emerged that BP is accusing Halliburton of intentionally destroying evidence relating to uh, their component uh, in the Deepwater Horizon disaster. Which shouldn't su <clears throat> surprise us. Indeed. So while it's uh, easy to uh, see that, well, BP wants to just sort of shoulder off some of the blame onto uh, other hands, Halliburton has been involved in so much corruption at the highest levels, and as far as Republicans on a moralistic budget-cutting mode are concerned. Has anybody even contemplated looking into how much money Halliburton and Blackwater and all those sort of business, private business concerns with Republican uh, Party connections uh, thrived and prospered so well uh, under the uh, dubious terms of uh, contract agreement of the Bush Wars? Uh, so, yeah, but no surprise that Halliburton destroyed evidence uh, of their own um, they were responsible for the cement seal that was supposed to have prevented leakage, uh, whose failure was one of the principal causes of the accident. So, well done, Halliburton. Well done, and and they have Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan as um, shining examples of how effective shredding the documents can be. Right. Um, and if that doesn't work, uh, well, seal the documents. You know, pass an executive order that. Um, says, well, we can't see any of the documents for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Well, As W did. Yeah. To sort of protect his father's legacy. Protect his father's legacy. And, of course, his father uh, ended up pardoning people involved in the Iran-Contra affair, another uh, example of uh, Reagan's uh, moral uh, perspective on things. <laughs> uh, Rob Bl Blagojevich, uh, can you say the first human prison mop? <laughs> <laughs> He's got just the the hair for the job. Yeah, uh, fourteen years. I mean, he, he this guy. I mean, look, he's 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 shady. He's a criminal. But uh, the idea that this guy should should go to jail longer than some of the uh, corporate ripoffs that occurred in the Wall Street shenanigans that went on, uh, it, 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 or or the war crimes, for instance. Right. Uh, remarkable. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a, a civilian, a, a military man convicted of uh, killing, uh, I think it was five civilians in, mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, where he took these war trophies, cutting off fingers, yep. and covered it up to make it look like they were, quote, armed and dangerous. Uh, well, he got life in prison. Uh that's uh that seems apt uh, that's yeah. psychotic behavior yeah uh, that's, that's that was a military trial for right. the record not a civilian trial he was court-martialed um so i uh, figured we'd give rod blagojevich a, a mention 
He's part of that reality TV show coming near you for the rest of the uh, 2012 yeah. year. Blagojevich and Kwame. <laughs> They'll be bunkmates. <laughs> Although Kwame Kilpatrick won't do anything near that uh, amount of time. It might make a fine uh, reality TV show. Yeah. <clears throat> you could uh, throw in Bernie Madoff. They can be the spirits of Christmas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Past, present, and uh, hawked in the future. Uh, another fascinating uh, story that, uh, of course, wasn't mentioned at the uh, Republican debate uh, in Iowa on Saturday night. And I found this just not surprising, but um, I'll mention it anyway. National Public Radio on Friday morning basically challenged every single congressional Republican to produce any person that would be affected by this 1%, the, you know, the tax increase mm -hmm. to offset the payroll tax. Oh, the millionaire tax, so-called millionaire. The millionaire tax, supposedly the millionaire tax. The, the employers, remember that... Right. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> millionaires are employers uh, in the new Republican... Uh, Worldview parlance. Yes, they they were challenged to produce one person in America. Not one congressional office could come up with a single person. Now they must have contacted them by uh, email or a phone call because, of course, Republicans are not disposed to listen to National Public Radio. But I'm sure, for purposes of that broadcast, they actually did do a reach out and a yeah. contact. <clears throat> of course not. It's uh, it, it really no different at the end of the day than Joe McCarthy's list, which he waved in the air no. of communists in the State Department. Uh, the health care is, is not a death squad. Uh, this payroll tax cut uh, offset onto millionaires is, is not going to hurt any of those people, those 1%. Yeah. <clears throat> but unable to come up with any, NPR did find three millionaires willing to actually discuss the subject and they all denied that that would affect their decisions to hire or uh, some of them actually believe that taxes should be increased on them to as they put it do their civic duty I think it would behoove the Republican Party at this point to actually read some of the philosophies and ideas of the founding fathers regarding corporate responsibility yeah. and mercantilism shall we say our country might benefit from that. But they'll wave the founding fathers around uh, in their uh, upcoming campaign. Speaking of Newt, uh, uh, as we did at the beginning of the program, Jerry Mack glances around the corner and gives me the shocked, wide-eyed look. As I said, speaking of Newt. Speaking of Newt. Which, of course, we hope not to do for much longer, and the Azure City Calling will be coming up shortly. I happened to be at the bookstore the other day and uh, looking for a piece of fiction in the fiction section of the book, I saw the works of noted historian Newt Gingrich, who apparently specializes in historical fiction, ah. because he's written uh, dozens of books, uh, a number of them uh, books in which he celebrates the brave exploits of Ulysses S. Grant and George Washington. And so this is, is Newt's forte in history. It's the fiction part. It's the fiction part. Well... Jerry will be coming up shortly. I wanted to read this uh, remarkable item because it uh, demonstrates exactly how 
How war is, uh, is so uh, destructive. Uh, this is from the AP dated the 6th of uh, December about Vietnam. It says that more than 100,000 Vietnamese have been killed or injured by landmines or other abandoned explosives since the Vietnam War ended 40 